their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Dave, and I'm joined as always by Ike. Ike, Happy New Year. How the hell are you? I am doing very fantastic. Happy New Year to you as well, and Happy New Year to all of the beautiful people that are listening to our podcast. That's right. That's right. We're we're as we're recording, we are four days into the year. So far, so good. No, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing major. No wheels falling off on on this bus just yet. But uh, hey, it's early. It's early. That's okay. That's okay. I'm you know sometimes uh, I, I feel that life is just one series of crisis management after another. But that's okay. That's that's the way it is. You know what Rocky Balboa says? It's life's not about how many times you get hit. It's about how many times you get up after you get hit. Amen to that. But uh, anyway, yeah, this is our 2022 year in review episode. And what that means for us here at Listen to Their Screams is we are going to count down our top five favorite horror movies that were released in 2022. Now, we also have three honorable mentions that we will discuss. Uh, so basically a total of eight movies that uh, we're going to discuss today. And that's that's pretty much the gist of the entire episode. We're not going to do all a bunch of news and upcoming releases and et cetera, et cetera. Today. We are going to focus on talking about our favorite movies, uh, horror movies of 2022. Now, as we always say, the key word is favorite. Now, we know <laughs> – I mean, we're going to discuss box office a little bit and this and that. And, there, yeah, there might be some overlap. There could be. But, hey, we're not saying that these are the, the most critically successful the, or, or the most financially successful or anything else. These were right. just the ones that we enjoyed. And um, I think we both came up with some lists with some ideas. And remarkably, they weren't too far off of each other. I mean, there was there was a few subtle differences. But we uh, I, I was really kind of worried that when we did the cumulative list, we'd have to you know, really banter back and forth and do like debate club, you know, and everything. But, uh, nah, it was pretty quick and seamless. Uh, but I, I guess yeah. I shouldn't be surprised. Our taste, <laughs> our taste lined up pretty well on these things. So, yeah, I was going to say it, it definitely wasn't as, uh, cause like you said, I I've done stuff like this before. I, uh, you know, I, I used to do a different podcast, um, on, on the geek stew channel and we've done top fives and stuff. And the guy I did that with, uh, you know, he he definitely he and I butted heads a lot. So, I, you know, it was very interesting having a very different experience here uh, where we basically were just like, yep, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty. I mean, like I said last episode, uh, we both there was an assumed number one. No oh, surprise. Yeah. Oh, I knew, we knew what that was. That was just going to be there. Uh, then when we like we said, when we come up with the other list between our top fives and our three honorable mentions that we each did, I I mean, there wasn't a lot that were that weren't overlapped that weren't represented somewhere in those eight movies we each picked so it was pretty easy to kind of uh kind of shuffle around so and again this like i said this is our favorite our favorite list um and man it it, it's tough though because there were a lot of great movies in 2022 and um not even just horror movies when i was looking up you know box office numbers and and looking at lists of stuff there's just a lot of really fun movies that came out this year that i really enjoyed that i even forgot about but uh, but we're not discussing those. They're not horror related. They don't <laughs> apply. Uh, so anyway, uh, before we get into it, let's get the nuts and bolts out of the way. Uh, thank you for listening to us. And uh, we hope you are having a good uh, new year and everybody had a good holiday break. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, make sure you subscribe. And if possible, uh, rate and review us. Uh, share the episodes. Tell your friends. Tell your coworkers. Tell your family. 
Uh, tell the stranger down the street, tell the guy in front of you in the line at the pharmacy, just tell everybody <laughs> about these two dudes that are talking horror. Uh, you know, hey, we're 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 quite the we're quite the dudes here. We are we are something else. Uh, before we came on air, before we started, uh, you know, hitting record today, you know, we were talking uh, kind of about some of the voice work we do here on the podcast for the the clips and different things, and uh, and, and I do some of that, and I told Ike that I sound like. You know, I sound a lot like Freddy Krueger. And Ike, you said, yeah, you can kind of hear that a little bit. And uh, I said, well, you know, the Nightmare guys need to get on board with me, uh, you know, doing some voiceover work. Or, I mean, if they want to put me on screen, and uh, as I said, if they want a uh, a rotund dad bod Freddy Krueger, I'm, I'm your man. So uh, so when you tell people to listen to us, feel free to use those kind of descriptors. Uh, I mean, they're going to, you know, surely a few of them will be hooked, you know, out of curiosity. Uh, but uh, wherever you are out there in the social media world, we are probably there as well. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two, and Screams, and follow us there. We uh, we try to keep some lively conversation and share some cool stuff. Uh, so uh, help us there if you engage and discuss. It, it just makes it all the better for everyone. As we say every week, thank you to our wives, uh, Kayla and Monica. Um, I, I feel like if we say it enough, it's going to lose its it's going to lose its meaning. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to be like, God, just quit. But uh, but they do help and support us a lot and in, uh, in, in this and everything else in life. So uh, we feel the need to thank them. So I, like we said, we're four days into the new year. Have you have you gotten to watch anything uh, so far uh, this year? Anything anything jumping at you? Um, so I haven't watched it yet, but I did just want to throw it out there. Um, it, it came out last year and I never got a chance to watch it, but the movie, the menu, it's actually yes. on HBO max now. So I, I need to watch that. I've not watched it yet, but I am dying to watch it. I did. I um, saw that was there too. That's what I thought too. I thought, Oh, that's, that's kind of out there. It's one of those movies I really kind of wanted to go see. And it just, uh, I don't know, got away from me, slipped away. And then I kind of forgot about it. Now I did, but I saw it streaming as well. So yeah, that's, a. uh, I'm sure that'll be a, a, a soon watch for me, but uh, so what? Sorry, didn't I interrupt. What else? What did, what did you watch? No, you're good. Um, I really ha- didn't watch a whole lot else, and I guess it could be considered slightly horror. But I recently rewatched, uh, oh god, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh yeah, um, super great. Obviously, it, it's made by Sam Raimi, um, who is a master of horror. So mm-hmm. obviously, it has some horror aspects. I think the uh, Scarlet Witch is such a great character. Um, and, and it can be, definitely be spooky. I, I, I still like, I'm, I'm so sad that like they killed like all the people that they killed on those other universes, but like it, it, Sam Raimi made you really feel the turmoil in that movie. I, I <laughs> almost put that in my top five, but I was like, it is not horror enough for me to put it in my top five, but yeah. you know how it is. <laughs> it's funny how people that classify things as well, because I feel like there's a lot of movies you can make the argument for. And right. We've done it here with a few movies as, as oh, we yeah. discussed. Uh, but as I was looking uh, up lists of horror movies that were released in 2022 to make sure I you know, didn't miss any titles. Uh, one that I kept seeing popping up on all these, on a lot of these lists was Jurassic World Dominion. And I'm like, hmm. oh, I, I, I guess I can see that right as a, a horror type movie. But it didn't even it's, you know, kind of a creature movie. Uh, but, you know, never even dawned on me. Uh, that you know to think about that, but I, again, I—that's I, one of those fun movies that I enjoyed, but I, it didn't make my list because again, I, I don't think it's horror centric enough. But uh, well, I, and, and obviously I don't want to dwell on too much, but it kind of honestly, I think it kind of enters into that paradigm that we kind of talked about before, how 
Um, like the Wizard of Oz at one point in time was mm-hmm. considered a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, back in the 90s or whenever the first Jurassic Park movie came out, um, obviously that was kind of scary. It was literally about uh, bringing dinosaurs back to life and the meeting you. So I would almost put the original Jurassic Parks in that realm. But the newer ones, in my opinion, they, they kind of stop being horror and they just kind of start being adventure, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. that's not to say that they're bad. They're they're very good, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Jurassic movies. Uh, I will, I mean, I like to, to a varying degree, I like them all. The first one, I absolutely love. I was so caught up in Jurassic Park fever when it first came out. I, <laughs> I, I, I literally could not tell you how many times I saw that in the theater because I worked I worked retail at that time, and right next door to the store uh, I worked at was a theater, and I would literally work and then get off work and walk over there and see that movie. And I did that every day for I bet three weeks. No, no lie, I could not even tell you how many times I saw that movie. In theater, because I was, oh, I loved it. Still do. Still love it. Uh, I think it is a absolute masterpiece. Such a good movie. Um, So, uh, so yeah, okay. So, not, you're not really in the horror, back in the horror swing yet. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, you know, we got some things. Like I said, the menu and some things. Let's see. Well, I, I have gotten back to uh, my, my watch of American Horror Story. Uh, trying to get in that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm still just in season two. But I have kind of died back into that and watched uh, some of that. That's that's really about anything horror related. I watched. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who lately. Uh, I kind of mm. started started back with uh, at Christopher Eccleston, the Ninth Doctor, watching the you know the new the reboot, and kind of watching my way through. Um, and uh, I've actually even went back and watched some classic Tom Baker. Uh, it's my favorite Doctor. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been watching. But uh, hopefully, I can get through this American Horror Story at some time. I feel like I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I nick away at it. It's, it's very heavy. It's one of those things you watch it for a bit and you're like, oh, I got to take a breath and watch something else here. And you come up for some air because, man, it gets, there's some parts, it gets very intense. And, uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, but again, there are a couple movies, like you said, that uh, that are out there to watch. Uh, I, like I said, I want to watch the menu. So I'll probably, hopefully, watch that here in the next week. I'm, I'm, so I'm really hoping. So, uh, but I did watch, uh, and I think you did too, a couple trailers that were just released today as of recording. Yes. Uh, let's start. Uh, well, let's start with let's start with Mutilator 2. They released a trailer for Mutilator 2. I, have you ever seen the first Mutilator? Uh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the one where like the kid, the kid's mom, he accidentally kills her. And then like, yes, the guy with like the meat hook comes back and starts messing with him or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yep. They where they go to the. Yeah. And they go where he's kind of estranged from the dad because the yep. dad you know blamed him, obviously. And uh, th- but then the dad needs help but anyway. Uh, it's it's a fun movie. It's a fun slasher movie. It, it came out in '84. It, it is it is a 1984 slasher movie. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean that's that's all you can expect out of it. But it's 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 fun. And uh, it's been all these years, and now they're they're making uh, making a second. And I'm pretty excited. And I and I watched the trailer, and it's it's pretty meta. <laughs> it's kind of meta, yeah. and and and, uh, and I like it. And I think it looks like it's gonna be uh, gonna be fun too. It's kind of it looks. You know, like low budget. It's obviously not a big production company or, or a big studio behind it or anything. That's okay, because uh, the first Mutilator didn't have that either, and that's kind of you know a little bit of the charm of it. And um, and I'm looking forward to it. The, the like I said, the trailer looked fun. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I, I've not heard anything about a release date or a release method yet. Uh, I'm sure they're probably still sorting through those details and working it out. Um, so hopefully that'll come soon. I, I what did you think of the trailer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, the the big the big thing, um, which it, it cracks me up, it, it it very much reminds me of a low budget like New Nightmare concept. 
Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Because for people who don't know, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, the whole concept is that um, is new night. Basically, Nightmare on Elm Street is just a movie, right? But the concept of Freddy Krueger permeated into real life because of like basically like the spirit of him or something like that. You know what I mean? So and it obviously it's not that it, I don't think it's going to be the exact same thing, but it very much kind of I feel like takes a lot of liberty from that, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think it looks great. Uh, you said it looks a little low budget, but honestly, low budget movies tend to be great movies, in my opinion, because they have to work harder. Um, you know, even if they don't have the best actors or they don't have the best effects or whatever the case is, they're going to try and find a way to compensate for that. And typically movies like this do. So I'm excited yeah. for it on that respect. Yeah. And, and not spoiling here, I'm not going to say, but to be fair, the number one movie that we had ranked in our top five could be considered a low budget movie. Oh, one in the grand scheme of things. So, uh, so you know, there's that. Uh, and then uh, the obviously the other trailer that everybody's talking about online uh, that everybody's been anticipating. They released a little teaser yesterday, and then they released the full trailer today uh, on uh, January 4th. Is the trailer for Evil Dead Rise uh, that comes out in theaters on April 21st. And uh, I was excited for this anyway and cannot wait. I love the Evil Dead movies. But, man, once I saw this trailer, I mean, it was a Red Band trailer. And just from the trailer, there were parts that kind of got me flinching a little. There were yeah. a couple a couple of parts. So, like, what do you think of the trailer? Oh, man. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge Evil Dead fan, um, 100 percent. Obviously, there it's it is no I am no. What is it? I am very familiar with Sam Raimi's uh, it, what if you what, what can I say his tricks, if you will. He has a very mm-hmm. specific style um, and 100 percent. I, I think that watching this trailer, you you really feel like the old Sam Raimi. You see all the crazy shit that he puts into these movies. Um, and I think that's honestly was my first thing is I saw this stuff and obviously I've not seen the trailer. I'm just going to name a couple of things. You see uh, somebody start getting fucking mauled with a cheese grater. Um, That's it. That's exactly the thought, <laughs> what I was thinking of with the cringe. And, and they didn't really show a whole lot of it. Yeah. But it's just they, knowing knowing what was happening, I'm like, oh, because there ain't nobody in the world that's ever used a cheese grater that hasn't thought, if I go a little too close to get the ends of my fingers, no. it's just going to, I'm going to pass out and it's going to be on. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and that's exactly what I was thinking too. I was like, I was thinking to myself, man, you, you know what would suck? And they, they basically took it right out of my head. And, yeah, no, I, I definitely was thinking to myself that that would suck so hard uh, to get graded. Um, well, there was other stuff, too, like the tattoo needle in the eye, um, yeah. stuff like that. It was just, yeah, no, I, I was definitely watching that. And every single time something new popped up, I was like, Jesus Christ. So as soon as the movie comes out, it, it's going to be. Oh man, I, I'm excited. It's going to be pretty lit. Yeah, <laughs> as the and, kids would say. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is just a trailer. So yeah. what? I mean, what's going to be? Oh, I can't wait. And uh, I know, you know, some people say, oh, but you know, what about you know, Ash is not in it. Bruce Campbell's not in it. Ah, you know what? That's okay. You know, uh, Campbell realized, you know, he realized that at some point you just you can't do the character anymore, right? You have to try something fresh. He's he's an executive producer on this. Yeah. So he's still involved. I mean, his finger's still in that pie, and um, and he's plugging the hell out of it, and it's you know. It, man, I don't know. It looks fun to me. It looks like it's still true to the lore, to the to the background of the story, and uh, you know, and it's it's you know they've got to do something with it, right? That you this is where to go. 
And uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see it again. It comes out April 21st uh, in theaters. I know originally it was supposed to be, I think, straight to HBO Max, but I think now it's going theatrical. So that's that's a good sign. Yeah, so. I, I had heard that, that it was going to be originally like an HBO Max special or something like that. But no, yeah, that's what I had heard is that it's going to now be straight up theatrical release, which I, I'm pumped for. I, I'll be pretty excited. Yeah, me too. And it's always good because that means, you know, people are, you know, they're getting behind it. That's right. They're, you know, they're getting theaters on board. And uh, and that's a, that's a good thing because it'll get, you know, hopefully it'll have a good run theatrical and then it'll have a good run, uh, you know, streaming wise. So. I cannot wait. Uh, we got April, but we got lots of stuff coming up before that, too. Oh, uh, God, so yeah, there's, you know, there's it, so much stuff coming out. Yeah, the, this first quarter is pretty good, so uh, we can't put the cart before the horse there. Uh, of course, I, you know, we got the Scream movie, I think, so right in March. It's coming out, and uh, ah, there's all kinds of stuff, all kinds of things. Just cannot wait. This is going to be this, – this first quarter is going to be uh, fun and some good, good movies. I mean, it's – we talked about it. We're going to talk about it more today, how good 2022 was for horror. Man, 2023 is just kicking it right off. Uh, it, it, it you know could be gonna be another great year so 100 percent. i'm super excited yeah let's uh well let's take a break then and when we come back we'll start we're going to jump into uh, discussing 2022 a little bit and uh, we'll talk about our honorable mentions for our favorite horror movies of 2022 remember in the course of discussing movies the host will spoil plots you've been warned All right. Before we dive into our choices and our favorites, let, let's talk box office a little bit, Ike, because this was a monumental year in my eyes for horror at the box office, right? And um, and here let's talk let's talk the top five uh, grossing horror movies of 2022, right? Number one was Smile, which grossed 216 million worldwide. Now overall, if you take it not just horror movies but overall box office, uh, it was 20. It was 20 overall, so that was the top. The top horror movies was, was number 20. Uh, the second highest was Nope at 171 million worldwide, uh, and it ranked in at 25th overall. Uh, the Black Phone 161 million worldwide, it ranked 28. Uh, Scream 140 million worldwide, and it ranked 31st. And then Halloween Ends <laughs> 105 <laughs> million worldwide, and uh, it ranked 33. So uh, we can say what we want. I mean, we can say what it want, but it, it 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 produced, it put it up there, and you know, again, I know we tease, we tease, we tease, right? But I don't hate Halloween ends. So anybody that thinks that, because I know I give it a hard time, I don't hate it. I think it just it came a little short with my expectations. That that maybe that's me, maybe that's on me. I I still enjoyed the movie overall. It just it just took me, a, you know, I don't know. When I first watched it, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, so anyway. Right. But that's the, that was the top five grossing horror movies of all time. Now, if you – so that is in – there was five horror movies in the top 33 grossing movies of 2022. That is 15%. Oh, yeah. 15% of the top 33 grossing movies in 2022 were horror movies. That is that is unreal to me. And I know that – I mean, for a, a, a genre, you know, a niche genre, essentially, which is – it's not even becoming it's, – it's, it's expanding beyond that now. And um, that's that's unreal that you, you're, you know, the top 33 movies, 15 percent of them were horror movies. And this is in a big year when you had, like we said, there was a Jurassic World movie. There was a Top Gun movie. There was I, mean, I don't even know what else off the top of my head. I mean, it was a big year box office. I mean, theaters were really roaring back after the pandemic. Yeah. And um, and horror did right with it. And that's not even talking about some of the, 
you know, going on down the list, all the others that were that were produced. And that's not even taking into account streaming services and, and how well the, the content was on that. So, uh, Ike, it was man, before we dive into specifics, 2022 was a just a huge year for horror movies. Yeah, I would say horror movies. It was just I mean, like you said, before we dive into specifics, I mean, if you loved horror movies, 2022, I think, has been one of the best years for horror movies since I don't even know when. I mean, in my adult life, this has probably been the best year of horror movies that I can even fathom. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's well, I mean, I know things go in phases, right? And there was there was times in the through the 80s and 90s where there was a lot of horror out there. Right. And. And there was a lot of horror performing, right? They put out nightmares and and uh, and and Friday the Thirteenth that were always huge huge uh, earners. And right. um, and then you know then it was I, I I mean I'm not saying you know I'm not saying content wise or whatever, but there was just it seemed like there was a lull for production, right? You'd have obviously have movies that would you know slip in there and really uh, really perform, but it wasn't they weren't you know just dominating the charts as much. It didn't feel like there for a while, and but I feel like we're right back. And uh, I, I feel like, um, I, and again, with the, with the new Scream movie coming this year, with the new Evil Dead movie coming this year, uh, and, and everything else that's coming in this year. I mean, there's a huge list of movies coming this year. I, I don't see this changing. I, I have a feeling that in 2023, the, the, the numbers might even be even better. No, absolutely. I think with the two movies that you just mentioned alone, Scream and Evil Dead Rise, Evil Dead has an insane cult following. Scream has an insane, I can't really say cult following. It's an incredibly mainstream movie now. And both of them have their respective followings and audiences, but also they 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 leech out into other genres so much. And I think that we're going to see another, like you said, another great year. And I mean, I can't even tell you off the top of my head other movies. Um, well, there are there are the movies coming out this year, like Megan, for instance, which is coming out this coming weekend, that mm-hmm. is going to be insane as well. I mean, there's just oh, so many great things. There's an M Night Shyamalan movie coming out with Dave yeah, yeah. Bautista. Yeah, Knock at the Cabin. What is it? Knock on the Cabin Door or something like that? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Yeah, it's it's coming out pretty soon too. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just there's all kinds of shit. I mean, there's all, and I mean, there's a huge list. I probably, maybe I should have had it in front of us uh, <laughs> to look ahead, but uh, I mean, that's just, and, and still, these movies we're talking, we're just talking in the first few months here. Yeah. <laughs> all these that we're name dropping, they're all coming out here in the first few months of the year. So it's it's amazing, and it is remarkable. And that's not even talking about things that will come out, uh, you know, series wise, right? I mean. They're talking about I don't know whether it'll be out this year or not, but they're you know we're talking about the Crystal Lake, the Friday the Thirteenth pre, uh, uh, whatever I'm trying to say here, a series that's coming out and a prequel series and uh, things like that. Now again, I don't know if those are coming out this year or not, but I mean we're not even you know there could be series that come out and, and things was, like that. And this is I was gonna say another big one is the Last of Us TV series that's coming yeah, out on yeah. HBO January nineteenth. Last of Us is probably one of the most critically acclaimed video games of all time. So, and it has freaking, I mean, it has a lot of really cool people in the show itself. Um, but it has Pedro Pascal, which I love Pedro Pascal so uh-huh. freaking much. And he's yeah. in it, so I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, and again, we're, here we are talking about this. We're not even talking, we haven't even said anything about streaming services. Exactly. Right, your your shutters, your your screen boxes, your bloody disgusting. We haven't even we haven't even gotten to those. We uh, looked at those yet, and, and what they will put out this year. I mean, 
they there was great movies on those services in 2022. So what yeah. are they going to do in 2023? I mean, it, I mean, that's not even we're just talking. We're just literally name dropping the big box office releases coming up in the first few months. That's not even looking at the rest of the year and the rest of the services. It is remarkable. It really and is. I mean, I, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. And um, well, and, and let's dive into it. Right. Because, again, we're, we're looking forward a lot here. In 2023, and we're supposed to be looking backwards in 2022. So let's 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 turn around and let's discuss our, our honorable mentions. We we have three of them here. Uh, these did not make our top five, but they were strong contenders that we very much enjoyed. Again, these are our favorite movies of 2022, horror movies of 2022. Not you know we're not going off the box office numbers. We do have that information, right? But that's not 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 what we did for our ranking. So uh, the first honorable mention that we had that we both really enjoyed was VHS 99. Uh, it didn't. It didn't obviously have a th- theatrical release. So there's no box office numbers. It went straight to streaming. It's available on Shutter uh, or AMC Plus as part of that package. And uh, it's funny to me because when we started doing this podcast, yeah, uh, I talked a lot about how eh, found footage is just eh, not my <laughs> thing, and it's so hit or miss with me, right? Because I feel like I w- what I enjoy, I do enjoy a, a lot. But there's some of it that's just it all feels the same to me. And then here this year was so strong that there were a couple of found footage films that um, I just lost my mind for. And VHS 99 was one of them. I loved all the VHS movies. And again, I, I believe I said this in our episode. Each one to me just builds and gets a little progressively yeah. better. And I really enjoyed now that they're doing a, a, a time capsule type deal or whatever you want to call it. They had the 94 and 99. And then I think they're the 85 comes out this year. Um I'm super excited, but 99 was so much fun, and it's, it's such a great movie to watch. No, absolutely. VHS 99, uh, I, I love the VHS movies. I, I have I have been a fan for a very long time. Um, I'm pretty sure I was I kind of recommended them to you, and obviously with the new ones coming out, they became very pertinent to you know our reviews and whatnot. <laughs> but honestly, it's one of those things where I watched those movies years ago, and each time another one came out, it was just like, like you said, it, it, it was compoundingly better. VHS 1 was good. VHS 2 was great. VHS 3 was fantastic. And then they started doing the stuff on Shutter, and it just got better and better and better. And I 100% agree that when they start narrowing in on like the time-specific eras, I definitely feel like that's going to give them a huge advantage because I feel like a lot of the early ones were a little scatterbrained. But I feel like with these newer ones, you kind of hone in on a specific era. You can kind of hone in on some niche items from that era. So I think 85 is going to be fantastic. Um, get that old school like Betamax, you know, feel <laughs> to it. Uh, but no, VHS 99 was 100 percent an honorable mention for me. Yeah, I'm super stoked because 85 1985, I was 10 years old. So we're talking prime <laughs> Dave here. I can't wait to see that one. So uh, so I go ahead, throw out our, our second honorable mention for 2022. Absolutely. None other than Black Foam, uh, which was a box office, uh, some pretty, pretty big hit, I'd say, you know, number three of the horror movies in the top, uh, you know, whatever. So $160 million worldwide included. It is on Prime Video, available for purchase on all digital platforms. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Oh, my God. We I, I, I we both have seen Black Phone, right? You've seen Black Phone, yep. Dave? Yep. OK, good. Yep. I, I thought you had. We both. If I remember correctly, we both loved Black Foam. Ethan Hawke is just, I mean, chef's kiss. I mean, he's such a great villain. He's such a great bad guy. And he plays this character so well. And 
so well in fact if i remember correctly they're they've already greenlit a prequel to black phone um which is going to cover the uh, history and some of the story regarding Ethan Hawke's character and some of the prelude to that. So 100% uh, Black Phone was a fantastic movie, super scary, great ambiance to it. Honestly, it had one of the most satisfi- satisfying endings of any horror movie in 2022. I mean, just such a such a wonderful movie and i would recommend anybody watches it it's not pure horror as there is elements of suspense thriller mystery drama but it does obviously it really scratches that you know horror movie itch that you have if you will yeah it does it it, again when this came out there was a a lot of praise for it right and i think you saw it before i did and um and you were praising it and i was like okay you know so i knew i would enjoy you know i probably enjoy it right and I did. It just it it was great. I loved it. Uh, I you know it'll be a movie that I'll probably rewatch at some point in time. I can oh, see yeah. it very well being one of those movies. Where I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I haven't seen it in a while. Black Phone. Let's watch that. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun. And it was one of those movies that when we were talking our top five, man, it was it was very hard to not put it in there uh, because of how much I you know enjoyed it. Uh, but you know again, it just it, it, it goes to the strength of 2022 that a movie like Black Phone uh, didn't make our top five. Um, and it's spoiler. I mean, to be fair, uh, it was the third grossing, highest grossing movies of 2022. But uh, spoiler here, uh, Smile and Nope, which were above them, that didn't make our top five either uh, yeah. of, of our favorites. And that's no I loved them both. Uh, oh, I, yeah. like, I really did. So that's no knock on them. But, uh, you know, it, it, they didn't make it. Uh, so but anyway, our third honorable mention, uh, this might surprise a few people because you don't hear, you know, it got a little talk when it came out. But then, you know, you don't hear people talk about it a lot. Uh, it's the movie, uh, sorry, Kevin Bacon, They, Them. Uh, again, did not get a box office release. It went straight to streaming. And it's available on Peacock. Peacock, excuse me. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I love Kevin Bacon. So that that makes me a little biased to begin with. Uh, but it just, <laughs> it felt, it, it felt, uh, how do I describe this? It, it felt retro, right? Because, and I don't mean that, what I mean is setting in a camp setting felt, felt very horror retro, right? I mean, even though it wasn't a timepiece thing. Um, it's like, oh, you're, you're that classic, you know, camp type setting, which, uh, you know, so many great horror movies, of course, like the Friday the 13th, et cetera, uh, that, that, that makes it appealing to me. But then it, you know, it, it had a very hot button, um, topic to it, uh, about essentially, you know, gay conversion, right? I mean, yeah. and, uh, and it did it to me, it, it, it approached it very, you know, tastefully, uh, and respectfully. And, um, I, I and it it was great. It worked, and uh, I very much enjoyed it. And again, I mean, how do you not love Kevin Bacon? Uh, he was he was great in it, uh, just spectacular. Uh, the, actually, the entire cast was great. Uh, so uh, I, I very 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 much enjoyed they them, and I think it was very deserving of one of our honorable, honorable mentions. No, yeah, absolutely. They them was one of those really kind of surprising ones for me, um, because in my opinion, like he said, it kind of. It felt retro, but it definitely tackled, like you said, a modern day hot button issue. And it did a very good job of not only doing it respectfully, but it did so in a way that really made you think um, it was a classic whodunit type movie. And in, in my in my opinion, if you, you, you really can't go wrong with with a good slasher movie. Slasher movies, as a lot of people know, is one of my favorite horror movie genres. 
Um, and it's just, it's one of those things that I'm very easy to please when it comes to slasher movies. And it was very easy to add they, them to one of our honorable mentions. I mean, like you said, there are so many movies that we could have had in our honorable mentions, but I feel like this one kind of was almost like a hallmark movie because there aren't a lot of, uh, very, I would say very good, um, you know, LGBTQ plus, uh, content when it comes to horror movies. A lot of these horror movies, especially in the early two thousands and before, unfortunately are very disparaging of the community so it was very um it was very nice to see a set of like a movie that basically set them up in a positive light versus the often negative light that they're given in uh other movies so i 100 agree they them was a great movie um i would have personally gone to the theaters to watch it i felt like it was yep. deserving of a theatrical release but like you said it streams on peacock so We'll have it forever, hopefully, unless Peacock decides to remove it for some reason. Yeah. Well, I feel like it came out kind of one of those times uh, when things were a lot. There was a lot of flux going on, right? Where it, yeah. the movie industry was trying to figure out how to balance the streaming and the theater, and um, you know, where the people going to come back and everything else. So I, I think that's why it went the straight to streaming. And um, I would venture to guess if that movie were coming out this year, it, it might be different, right? I think it would probably get a theatrical run. Uh, but uh, and I think, you know, I think it's worthy. Uh, so uh, but let's take a little break here. And uh, then when we come back, we are going to jump right into our top five favorite or movies of 2022. Number five. All right, Ike, let's kick it off. Let's count down uh, our top five. Why don't you start us out with our number five favorite horror movie of 2022? absolutely i can do that for you um i don't think it should be any surprise i want to preface this by saying i I think most of these uh top fives that we have here i don't think anybody's going to be surprised by a lot of them honestly and if they're surprised by it i'll be very surprised that they're surprised that's called surpriseception (laughs) i I feel like there might be one sleeper that slid in there for us but if anybody is a regular listener of us I don't think it will surprise them. So therefore you don't have to be surprised that they were surprised because I think we're all cool with no surprise. Absolutely. Surpriseception. But number five is Barbarian. <laughs> Box office, $45.4 million worldwide. That's right. Mr. Worldwide. Available on <laughs> HBO Max. Available for purchase on all digital platforms. Um, obviously, Barbarian, I watched this movie. I think I watched this first before you had watched it. Um, yep. And then you watched it. Obviously, seeing the trailer for this movie, um, it, it has a Skarsgård in it. It has Justin Long in it. First of all, Justin Long wasn't in the trailer, so I was I was very uh, very yeah, yeah. Uh, surprised that he was in the movie, to be honest. But I, I will say this much: Barbarian shocked me. Um, not only the content of Barbarian, but also how good Barbarian was. I, I really felt like it wasn't going to be as good as it was, but then surprise, surprise. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Um, again, a bias for me is Justin Long, right? Yeah. I love Justin Long. I can watch him in anything, and I don't care if the movie is bad. If you had put Justin Long in a Cabin Fever, I would have completely changed my approach to Cabin Fever. <laughs> if you put Justin Long in Halloween Ends, it would have completely changed my approach to Halloween Ends. You know, I'm just I love Justin Long and um, and this was no exception. And the thing is, he and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, per se, because I'm not saying he can't, but he he kind of plays the same type of character in almost every movie. 
right? 100%. He goes to this. Yeah. So, but he does it so well. And it's, he is so good at the, at the, the physical comedy stuff, right? The, uh, yeah. uh, being able to sell a joke or sell a punchline or just sell whatever, putting that touch of humor without even saying anything, just the approach. And of course, if you want to talk just along physical comedy, I will always throw up on the billboard, uh, him and Dodgeball. Oh my God. I love Dodgeball. So spectacular. Go on. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, but listeners go and look up and watch the edit of just him and all the, uh, the Dodgeball hits he takes through filming this movie. And it's, it's so funny to see how, how he sells each one of those. You can dodge uh, but, uh, a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> I love that movie. But uh, yeah, so I, I, again, I love the movie. It was a solid movie, fun movie, great movie. Loved it. Held my attention. And then you put Justin Long in it. And that's probably the reason it, it broke into top five is with <laughs> Justin Long. Had Justin Long not been in it, I probably would have pushed for like they, them a little harder to be in the top five. But uh, I, again, I, and I make no bones about it. I'm very biased about Justin Long and, uh, and absolutely uh, love him and love this movie. Uh, which brings us to our number four. Number four. The number four favorite horror movie of 2022 is Scream. Uh, had a box office of $140 million worldwide. Uh, it is now available to purchase on all streaming platforms. Uh, just, I don't know. Again, it's another bias. I love the Scream franchise, <laughs> and yep. I, I enjoy them all. Uh, of course, some more than others, right? I have my favorites. Uh, but you put a screen movie out there, it's probably going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. It just just flat out. And I mean, we got another one coming this year. So uh, I, when we have this discussion at the at, you know the beginning of 2024, there's a good chance that that scream scream is going to be in in that top five as well because I I just <laughs> I love I love the screen movies and uh, they're so fun. They're so uh, they they there's so much throwback and and homage to to classic stuff and and classic horror. Um, and the way they approach things and, and do things and uh and the kills are always great and and the humor to me is 90 percent of the time is pretty pretty clever and pretty good and uh this this movie was no exception i very much enjoyed it and uh that's i mean that's why i, I think it made our number four uh, favorite of 2022 no absolutely and, and i just have to add that scream obviously it, it is a pivotal movie um as as a general thought the it's a pivotal movie just in general because it's such a I would say a hallmark of slasher movies. Um, the original film plays obviously on the slasher trope. It plays up all of the tropes of the content of slasher genre. Um, you have all of this wonderful content stuffed into the slasher, you know, sorry, Scream franchise from start to finish. You know, there's five of them with a sixth one coming out this year. And I just think that Scream is a pivotal film for horror in general. As a meta horror film, um, you cannot get better than Scream, honestly. Uh, but absolutely, I 100% love it. Um, I, I think, in my opinion, I'm going to hold my my judgment because I'm very scared about this new Scream, just because it's not going to be the conventional Scream that we're used to. But I'm going to hold my judgment until we see it. I'm hopeful. Jenna Ortega has become one of my favorite actresses. Um, with her performance in Scream, X, The Fallout, Wednesday. I mean, so many great things. So, yeah, absolutely. Scream, fantastic. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yep. The thing is with, with the, the new one, the Scream 6 coming out, um, I, I to me, I'm so hyped because <laughs> I have a history of very much enjoying when a, uh, a horror franchise takes something out of setting. And those yeah. are, while 
some people may think, oh, it doesn't, you know, doesn't work quite. I, I love them. You know, I love Jason Takes Manhattan and, <laughs> I, and I love <laughs> and uh, movies like that. And so I, I have faith that this is going to fall right into one of those, even if it's cheesy, even if it, 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 I love it. And I, I really, I don't know. My gut says that uh, this will be one of the screen movies that I will probably uh, you go back to on rewatches much, even though I'm, I'm pretty sad that, you know, we may have, we're going to have our first screen movie uh, apparently without Dewey in it. And uh, yeah. I, I always miss Dewey. He, he was always funny. I, I miss how every movie he had a different limp or different scar or different. <laughs> <laughs> Some other ailment from the last yeah. movie. Yeah, that's right. So, so, all right, Ike. So let's move on. Number three. Yes. Oh yes. Number three, number, number, number three. And again, shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because we talked about how much we love this movie when it came out, but you got to give some love. Got to, got to give some sugar. It's a good old Deadstream. Deadstream was a straight to streaming movie from Shudder and AMC Plus. Um, I mean, I just, I, I think it should be, this should not be no surprise because I, I feel like we talked about it a lot. We really hyped up the movie. Um, when the movie eventually did come out, um, we reviewed it, and I think we both kind of came to the conclusion that, you know what, this is a sleeper movie for 2022. There wasn't a whole lot of, I feel like, um, you know, what's the word? Not a lot of marketing behind the movie to begin with. It yeah. kind of just came out under the radar. Um, when the movie did eventually come out, it was like, bam, right there, right in your face. And it was such an interesting concept. It was so well done. And you and I were just like, yep, love it. Would 100% watch it again. Um, and we even talked about how much like, man, we wish that there was more, more dead stream. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> no, it's one of those things. It's a, you know, I heard about it coming out and really didn't, I give two thoughts to it. Right. It's like, ah, okay, whatever. And then when it got, when it came out all of a sudden online, people were like, dude, this is, this is something. This is really good. This is fun. And I was like, all right, you've convinced me world. Right. You, you convinced me. I'm going to give it a shot. And then I watched it and I was like, holy shit, I, you got to watch this. Right. We, we got to, we got to review this movie because it yeah. was like, it was so fun. And, um, it, it is, it is, uh, oh, it was such a fun movie. I absolutely loved it. It, it plays again, plays into all my likes, right. It had, it was a, a little bit of cheese to it. Right. And, and the humor and, and the guy was so good in it. And, um, it, you know, just the concept and again, here it is. It's a found footage film. <laughs> And and I, I am over the top about this. It's so odd to me. Um, I guess that just reflects on how how good a year 2022 was. If it's completely saved my soul on found footage films, but uh, if I I, all, I cannot stress enough, if you've not watched Deadstream, go watch Deadstream. It is it is such a fun fun movie. I cannot sing the praises enough. Uh, to me, again, in a, a monster year of box office hits and everything else, uh, totally deserving to be number three on our list. A favorite uh, horror movies of 2022. Number two. All right. And then here we are. We're down to number two on our top uh, favorite movies, horror movies, excuse me, of 2022. And it is X. Uh, box office 15 million worldwide is available on Paramount Plus at Showtime. And of course, available to purchase on all streaming platforms. Um, man, X. X was just, again, I, I use the word fun so much, right? I know. I know we, we talk about you have your catchphrases and things you say, whatever. <laughs> I do too. I, because that's what I watch movies for, right? 
I watch movies to have fun and and to enjoy myself. And of course, yeah, you know, sometimes you want to think or it's 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 fun to to you know to to wrap your head around something or whatever. And, and it's sometimes it's great to you know to to be moved and cry in a movie and whatever else. But I I want to I want to have fun and I want to enjoy. And those are the movies that stick with me. And those are typically the movies I go back right. Even great movies that that maybe trigger other emotions, I can love them, but I don't rewatch them as much as the fun movies. And maybe that's why I like so many weird ass cheesy movies because they're fun. And, and I'm not saying X is cheesy at all, but it was fun yeah. to me. It 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 was so we we used it earlier when we talked retro. That's this movie felt so retro to me, and it it felt um it just felt like a great old horror slasher movie to me, and it was um. You know, it, it had a great cast, and uh, man, it was so so. I just love it. Again, it was fun. That's what I, I keep saying, and I, and I I can't think of a better word to describe them because, um, it's so enjoyable. It was it, it was a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it, and it's one of those movies that when I finished it, it's like almost there was this part of me. It's like okay, I can't wait till I watch that again. And uh, you know, it's and, and and that's that's a lot of times how I gauge these movies, right? How do I feel right when it's over? Do I feel like oh man? I'll, I'll watch that again. I can't wait till I watch that again sometime. Or is it a whew, glad that's done? You know, I, I you know, <laughs> and this movie is one that I definitely I can't wait to watch again, even at this point. And I think I've watched it a couple times as it is already. So, and so I got what, what, what's your take on X? Yeah, absolutely. I like you said, X was one of those movies where it came out. I wasn't actually able to see it in theaters, so I had to wait until it came to streaming. And I watched it, and it, it, it was one of those movies where I was like, you know what, this movie again, was kind of shocking for me because it, it brought all of the feels of, like, a 80s slasher movie. It brought kind of, like, the feel of a Texas Chainsaw-esque movie. Um, you know, it, I was very, very surprised with, like, how well it kind of honed in on, like, those tropes. And as you're watching this, you're kind of getting to know these characters, and you're getting to see these really cool and gruesome kills. And... I think for me, the thing that really sets X apart from a lot of the other movies that came out this year is that this movie was made with a with a plan in mind. Yep. This movie was made with a grand scheme. This was a big picture movie because the guy who made or the person, I'm not sure who it is, actually, uh, the person who made X is making three movies. X, Pearl, which is already out. And then I think it's called Maxine. Yeah, it's Ty West. Yeah, Ty West. That's yep. right. So you have these three movies that literally were already created. You have Mia Goth, who is the you know main character of the X film, Maxine slash Pearl. And she literally is like, I mean, I would go as far to say that she's kind of like a horror movie icon now because she's already been cast in Maxine. There's a movie coming out this year called Infinity Pool that she's going to be in with Alexander Skarsgård. Um, there's a movie called Sweet Dreams, which I am not sure if it's a horror movie specifically, but I've heard good stuff about like the production of it. I mean, X kind of created, in my opinion, a star, a horror movie star, a modern horror actress, final girl star. And I just I think that there's going to be a lot of great stuff that comes from X. But X in of itself was also, I feel like, a foundational film. And I feel like 20 years from now, it's going to have a really great cult following. Yeah, and it it clearly, yeah, you could super tell that they had, he had this uh this whole big picture story 
planned out, right? Because I mean, there was a quick, pretty quick turnaround to get Pearl out. Yeah. Uh, after after X, so, um, you know, there was clearly, I, I like it when that when, there, when that exists and, and whatever kind of movie it is, right? Where it's like, it's not a situation where oh, this movie was successful, we better make a sequel. Where it's a we have already have this big story in mind, and this movie was successful enough that great. Now we get to tell the rest of my story, right? And it's a, and a, well, let's just let's use that as a springboard to go off to our number one, right? Because that's that's a great point for our number one. Number one. Uh, I I feel like we need a huge drum roll here. Uh, Unleash, again, if anybody's listened to us, they probably are not going to be surprised by this, but Unleash on the World, what is our number one favorite horror movie of 2022? Absolutely. And as Clark Griswold and the Griswold family family did in uh, Christmas Vacation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our number one, our numero uno, the head honcho, the big cheese is Terrifier 2. Obviously, this should be no shock to anybody who's watched our, or should I say, listened to our podcast, because I feel like in every podcast, we mention two movies. We mention Terrifier 2 <laughs> because of how fantastic the movie is, and we mention Halloween Ends because of how shit that movie is. So I, this movie. I mean, okay, first of all, it's available on Screenbox. You can buy it everywhere in streaming platforms. Made about $11 million worldwide, which for a independent horror film that got an extremely limited release, that's fantastic. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the budget was like $250,000, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, it was nickel and dimes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Terrifier 2's budget was nickels and dimes compared to the amount of money that this movie made. I mean... It is absurd how how much money this movie made, relatively speaking. Yeah, $250,000 estimated. With that in mind, Terrifier 2, it is the culmination of years of work by Damien Leone. Damien Leone has been crafting the character of Art. Art the Clown has been simmering since the early days of the 2000s in various short films and various anthology films until he finally got his own movie and that movie was fantastic. That movie was a little rough around the edges, but it gave you the right idea. Even though it was a little rough around the edges, it then produced the fantastic movie, which we got this year, which was Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2, in my opinion, is perfection on the character of Art the Clown. In my opinion, it curved out all the edges. It created the character Art the Clown, and in my opinion, cemented him in a long legacy of horror villains and slasher villains so i mean i cannot sing the praises of terrifier 2 enough obviously not everybody's gonna like this movie but one cannot argue that for a independent film terrifier 2 is a foundational film it absolutely is and it is again this this movie blows my mind in so many aspects so many i know a lot of people right some people don't like slasher. They don't like the gore. And there's a lot of gore, right? I do. I love that stuff, right? I love it next level, though, when you think about, again, the the budget they had and the effects they produced. It is unbelievable to me what they put on film with this budget. It is this movie. Again, like you said, this movie has created a horror icon. I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care your feelings on this. The entire horror world, and it's going to start bleeding. It's bleeding into the actual, just the entire world. 
will know who Art the Clown is. Just like yes. they know who Freddy is, they know who Jason is, they know who Michael Myers is. We are we're getting to that point. It's it's happening. People know who Art the Clown is. You're going to see Art the Clown um, all over the place, right? And at Halloween and the costumes and 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 you're going to see it just as a as a part of pop culture in the world and in this country. And like what I said earlier about the the big picture and the story and how having success allows you to tell the rest of your story. That is what has happened with Terrifier, right? Terrifier did all right, all right enough that he was able to take his time and make Terrifier 2, right? And, and, and he did it. It was a labor of love, right? But now this movie has sealed the deal, right? There is there ain't no fucking way in the world that he is not going to get to tell part three, right? There's nothing that's going to stop him um, because it has proven itself. And he will get to do it on his terms again. And yep. he's going to get to do it with with more backing he's going to get to do it with i mean he's going to i i would venture to guess they have already filled it i can't even imagine the offers that are pouring in from production companies and this and that and everything else that want to get on board with terrifier 3 and they are holding all the power they can do what they want with this oh 100 and and one thing that's going to be wise is i i guarantee you and again i don't want to speak for someone but he is going to be able to hold the rights to this character no matter what he does, no matter what he does for distribution or any of that, I guarantee you, because I'm telling you, as big as the movies are and as popular as these movies are going to be and as whatever else, the money is going to be in that character and the the licensing that you can do. I mean, we haven't seen a we're starting to see more, but you're, you, we haven't seen this overabundance of art to come merchandise yet. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. All these companies that produce shirts and figures and everything else of all these horror franchises, I guarantee you they're going to want to jump on board. Um, I mean, how long is it going to be till we, you know, see an Art the Clown Funko Pop and whatever else? Because it, it, it the shit's going to happen. And I'm telling you, he he pretty much he, he gets to. And I'm not saying this is what he wants to do. And I'm not saying this is his motives, but he's going to be able to name his number on the, some of this stuff, right? Because there's going to be people that, are, that want to produce this stuff and they're going to want to be the exclusive on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, anyway, I, I got a sidetrack, but the movie was, it was fantastic. It was so, again, so fun. Uh, just uh, had everything you want in it. Right. Had, uh, had the, the uh, absolutely epitome of a final girl in it. The yep. the kid, the kid was great in it, uh, played his role. Of course, you know, <laughs> art was just spectacular. And, uh, and from what they say, they are, they, they are, they knew where they were going. What they knew what they wanted to do in part three, if this got to, you know, was successful. I cannot wait because they say part three will blow your mind even more on oh, where they want to go. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to say too. A lot of people like, they don't, they like to say like, oh yeah, this movie was all right. But you have to look at it in the grand scheme of things. If you watch the progression of Art the Clown's character from these other films and you watch Terrifier 2, you're going to first and foremost see that this was a labor of love. You're going to see that this film was a culmination of the character. And the most important thing is that this is just the beginning. Art the Clown is going to become one of those characters that is going to have a bunch of movies. Obviously, it's going to happen. I'm sure that not every Terrifier or Art the Clown movie is going to be a gem. But here's the deal. Damien Leone has done something in the modern age that very few people have been able to do, right? Since the 80s, we've been recycling the same probably five or six horror movie icons, right? 
you have uh, Chucky, you have Freddy Krueger, you have Jason Voorhees, you have Michael Myers, you have Leatherface, you have Hellraiser, or I'm sorry, Penhead from Hellraiser. You have like five or six like iconic horror movie villains that have been recycled over the past 30, 40 years, which is absolutely fine. I have no problem with people re- re- rehashing the same character under different pretenses. That's absolutely fine. I have no problem with that. But what somebody has not done in a very long time is create a fleshed out, well, as fleshed out as a mindless killer can be, but a but a fleshed out character like Art the Clown. Art the Clown, his his motivations are simple. He just doesn't he just likes to kill people. You know what I mean? He just likes to have fun. And I feel like that's one of the things too is that not every series, not every movie monster, not every killer has to have some you know poetic motivation you know what i mean nope. they didn't have right. to drown in the lake they didn't have to be the embodiment of evil they didn't have to be some pedo that burned in a fire they could just be a mindless killer and that's the thing that i think is important here is that art the clown embodies what i think is a very obscure concept but also a very cool concept that is just going to continue to get even better and better um as we continue to get movies quite frankly yeah um which to me, I've always thought all that is very key to Art the Clown's kind of minimalistic look, yeah. right? The the black and white, because I, to me, that's what it is. He is he is cut and dry. He is black and white, right? There is a there is there's not gray with what he does, right? He no. he he does what he does because he wants to do it to damn with whatever else he doesn't care. And to me, I was I I to me I think Leon has created the most iconic horror character since Ghostface. I, I think that was kind of the last big iconic horror character that was created is when those scream movies came out. Right. And, and this, you know, this merchandised and marketed character that, that is almost, it just seeped into pop culture and that everybody knows now. Right. I think this is the next, the next one, right. You had those, those ones from the eighties, the, the, the big three, right. The Holy Trinity, right. The, the Freddie, the Jason, the Michael, Michael, and then you've had people try to create things. They're okay, right? And they're varying degrees. They're, they're good here and there, right? And like you said, you you have the leather faces that it, it's just not quite maybe on that same level, but it's still pretty iconic, right? And some of these others, you know, I think Ghostface is pretty iconic. And to me, I think this is the the, the latest one. And uh, the the fun thing is, we're just seeing the beginning of it, right? Yeah. This is this is just a start, like you said. There, I mean, I can't I can't imagine this stopping because they have. They've hit a level now, and with the tools and avenues that are in the modern world, that they can they can do this whatever they however they want if they if they choose to, whether they have somebody behind them or working with them or whether they do it on their own again, they get to tell their stories, they get to call their shots, they get to do what they want with it, because um, it that's just the, that's just the take on the modern world, right and. While, you know, Terrifier 2 had kind of a limited theatrical release, I'll be curious to see what now Terrifier 3 will get because theater is going to look at, well, this movie did well, right? It, 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 for what it did and the number of screens it was on, look at the money it made. And I feel like, you know, there'll be more that will want to jump on board for three. And I, I see a much bigger release theatrical, theatrically for it. And, uh, oh, yeah, 100%. I, honestly, Damien Leon has created a blank check for himself. Yeah, quite frankly. <laughs> and it's funny because you could we, we could talk about Terrifier three and where this is going. Where else. They're they're still riding the wave of two. It is still still doing well. Right. It is. It, it just got its physical media release. I've seen it, you know, on all over social media with, you know, the, the still book releases and and everything else showing up in Walmarts and, and other avenues and people getting that, you know, 
their shipments from online and stuff. It's just getting its digital or excuse me, its physical release, which has caused this whole new wave of people watching it and people enjoying this and, and it being talked about again. And there's lots of, you know, awards out there that there's they're getting some nomination for it. And of course not, you know, they didn't get anything for the Oscars or anything like that. But right. <laughs> but, but you know, some of these others that are a little more favorable to horror movies and they're getting they're getting attention. So we could talk all we want about, you know, three and beyond and whatever else in the future. They're still riding the wave of Terrifier 2. And it's it's still it's still monumental. And um again, I I you know, I know these kind of movies are not for everybody. And that's that's okay. Uh, but I, I still highly suggest if you've not seen it yet and you enjoy slashers at all uh, and you don't mind some gore and, and just uh, enjoying yourself and having fun and go watch it. And it was one of those movies that, again, I, I'm so hesitant about long movies. And yeah. this movie I had no problem with. It, it didn't bother me at all. I mean, I told you 2022 has just changed my mind on so many things, I guess, you know, between found footage and long movies and everything else. It's just I, it's like I, I had all these things that I was like the hills I were dying on it. Well, horror is better when it's this and that. And then here they are. <laughs> These things are coming out. It's like, oh, OK, well, I guess my opinions changed a little on this. But uh, <laughs> I still hold true that most hold firm to, that most horror is best at a, an hour and a half or less <laughs> overall. <laughs> I, I would typically I would typically agree. I think 99 percent of the time, I, I think that Terrifier 2 is the exception that makes the rule, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works. It works for it. But uh, that's it. I know. Again, I think anybody that's listened to us there's no surprise. Uh, that, uh, you know, we we love Terrifier 2. We've been tooting the horn of it. Like you said, we've talked about it all the time. Uh, probably mentioned it on the majority, if not all of our episodes. So I don't think anybody's surprised by that being our choice as number one. I'm assuming there's probably a lot of people out there that if they had to make a list, it would be uh, number one for them too. So again, quick rundown. Our top five, five, Barbarian, four, Scream, three, Deadstream, two, X, and number one, Terrifier 2. That's how we see it. That's how we enjoyed it. Uh, we had some honorable mentions, and there's a whole slew of other movies that uh, that were great, too, that we just didn't have enough time or whatever to talk about. So uh, 2022 was a banner year. I'm so excited for 2023 in horror movies. And uh, we're going to jump. We're jumping right into it. Next episode, uh, we're going to review Megan. That's Megan with a, a three. I'm hoping we get to know what that three thing is, what that means. I, I don't know if that's been explained yet, but uh, we'll see. But uh, <laughs> just just what I've seen trailer wise and everything else, man, this movie's already creeping me out. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, we'll review that next episode. Uh, but here we are off to the races. Uh, our first big, big release of 2023. And I'm super excited. Uh, but uh, Ike, as we close the door on 2022, any any last parting words? Oh, man. Well, all I can say is that 2022 was a hell of a year for horror movies. And I can only hope that 2023 is a fraction as good. But I will say this. If 2023 continues with the trend that we currently see, 2023 is going to be great, if not better than 2022. But I will have to say that it will be sad not to have my my boy, my boy Art in 2023. Probably won't have him again until like 2024, but I think I'll live for a year. But despite all that, have a happy new year, everybody. Watch some horror movies, please. <laughs> Absolutely. And like we said, it's going to be a fun ride in 2023. And we hope that you take it with us, right? We hope you tune in every week and listen as we talk about this uh, uh, horror movies and the releases and, and, and classic movies and everything else we talk about. Uh, thank you for your support so far in this ride. And let's, uh, let's dive into 2023 and let's have a great year. Uh, wishing everybody the best. And uh, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>